Let me say uh, a quick prayer for us, and then we can start reading. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you that we get to uh, come together and pray to you um, as a church, as a local body of Christ. Father, we pray that you would bless our time together. Pray that you would um, strengthen us through the work of prayer. And um, we pray that you would help us to be effective, um, help us to uh, bring to you our needs, our desires, um, help us to do kingdom work and, and be the engine uh, for your kingdom. And I pray that you would bless, your, bless our time in your word, and we pray in Christ's name. Hey, guys. I sweat your bells. That's from Peter. Um, All right, Psalm 109. Be not silent, O God, of my praise, for wicked and deceitful mouths are open against me, speaking against me with lying tongues. They encircle me with words of hate and attack me without cause. In return for my love, they accuse me, but I give myself to prayer. So they reward me evil for good and hatred for my love. Appoint a wicked man against him. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is tried, let him come forth guilty. Let his prayer be counted as sin. May his days be few. May another take his office. May his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children wander about and beg, seeking food far from the ruins they inhabit. May the creditor seize all that he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his toil. Let there be none to extend kindness to him, nor any to pity his fatherless children. May his posterity be cut off. May his name be blotted out in the second generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. For he did not remember to show kindness, but pursued the poor and needy, and the brokenhearted to put them to death. He loved to curse. Let curses come upon him. He did not delight in blessing. May it be far from him. He clothed himself with cursing as his coat. May it soak into his body like water like oil into his bones. May it be like a garment that he wraps around him, like a belt that he puts on him every day. May this be the reward of my accusers from the Lord, of those who speak evil against my life. But you, O God, my Lord, deal on my behalf for your name's sake, because your steadfast love is good. Deliver me. Psalm 109, uh, verse 22 right now. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is stricken within me. I am gone like a shadow at evening. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting. My body has become gaunt with no fat. I am an object of scorn to my accusers. When they see me, they wag their heads. Help me, O Lord my God. Save me according to your steadfast love. Let them know that this is your hand. You, O Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but you will bless. They arise and are put to shame, but your servant will be glad. May my accusers be clothed with dishonor. May they be wrapped in their own shame as in a cloak. With my mouth, I will give great thanks to the Lord. I will praise him in the midst of the throne, for he stands at the right hand of the needy one to save him from those who condemn his soul to death. So um, Psalm 109 is a lament uh, that prays for God's wrath and judgment upon a person's enemies. It it creates a potential challenge for us as Christians because as followers of Christ, we're we're called to love love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. But here we read some pretty harsh curses upon one's enemies. Um, May his days be few. May his children be fatherless. Let there be none to extend kindness to him. So that's something we'll we'll need to wrestle with in this this passage. And it helps to to hold on to the overall theme of Psalm 109, which is uh, how we respond in the face of injustice or or malice. Um, So the main takeaway is that in the face of injustice, we can entrust ourselves to God 
uh, for his help and salvation so we can entrust ourselves to him. There are three, roughly three parts um, to this chapter. There's verses 1 through 5, uh, which is complaints against the enemies, um, and then verses uh, 6 through 19, um, which is uh, the psalmist's um, curses upon his enemies, and then the rest um, is is um, his plea to God and ultimately seeing the glory of God as, as the end of all this. Um, so let's look at verses 1 through 5. Uh, the psalmist complained to God. He's got, he's got enemies. Um, he has people who are returning him evil for good. Um, he's, he's loved them, but they're, they're hating him back. And he's getting attacked with, with uh, lots of slander, words of lies and hate, accusation. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a pretty awful experience to receive ingratitude when... Uh, when you've loved someone um, to do somebody good, but in return get hatred or indifference. Um, you know, it could be from coworkers, classmates, uh, it could be from your spouse or kids. I imagine how hurtful it would be, like, like up late making food for Caladriel and like washing her clothes, and she's like, Dad, you don't love me. Like, I'm not grateful for you at all. They'd be like, ah, oh, that hurt, right? Um, but I mean, on the other hand, I, I think about how often we would do this to God. Um, Romans 8 says that God works all things for our good. Psalm 84, 11, uh, God does not withhold any good thing from us. But like Mark Prado said when he visited, we can have hard thoughts about God. I think it's really easy for me to have hard thoughts um, about him. We don't really think he loves us when, when he does. And we choose to, to look at our circumstances instead of looking at his word where he says he's compassionate um, and he's, he's gracious and he loves us. Um, but we all have our thoughts. We all have wrong thoughts about God. Don't be discouraged. Right? That's, why, that's why Christ came. Um, and Christ came and experienced this psalm in his life. He's the one who was unjustly arrested, uh, unjustly accused and put to death. Um, he's the one who did good to people, but they killed him in jealousy and hatred. Um, Judas, someone from his inner circle that he loved and prayed for and cared for, he betrayed him. Right? So... Um, we have an amazing Savior. He did this for us. He did this because he loves us. Um, so we can take courage in that. Uh, verses 6 through through 19. So these are the harsh words uh, by the psalmist. Um, quick note here. It's, it's somewhat ambiguous. Um, as I was studying up on this, commentators are, are split in terms of, like, who is saying this? Because the the um, pronouns change. It goes from the plural of enemies to the singular. Uh, appoint a wicked man against him, right? It says in verse 6, let an accuser stand at his right hand. So it's going from the plural to the singular. So um, some people think maybe this is a quote of like the enemies saying this against David. This is a, a tribute to David, right? And so David's basically saying to God, like, look at what they're saying to me, right? So that's one view. Um, I, I'm going with the view that this is sort of just David making singular his enemies like this just like he's talking in the singular of all these people who are saying this stuff to him so I think that makes sense uh, but I could be wrong um, but assuming that view so he he prays that his enemies prayers for example would be counted as sin again they'd be his children would be fatherless his wife a widow so basically this guy would die right um, his enemy was lose his possessions there'd be no kindness extended to him and um, and the reason right why is David praying these things it's because the enemy, his enemies, uh, did the same thing. They didn't show kindness. They cursed others. Uh, they took advantage of others. So this is, uh, this is basically some serious like eye for an eye happening here, right? Um, 
my enemies did this, let this come upon them. Um, and again, there's it's an uncomfortable tension for us uh, as Christians because we're called to love our enemies, so how are we supposed to read this? Um, again, as I was researching this, I came across a comment like most, like most churches in their standardized like readings of the Psalms are just kind of like skip over this part, right? Because um, they don't want to deal with it uh, in, in a Christian paradigm. But I think we can, I mean, we should apply this. This is God's word. Um, so this does apply to us. I think a couple ways it can apply to us is, one, we, we ought to hate evil and injustice. These things are wrong and we should hate it. Right, um, so like, yes, on one hand, the Lord was led like a lamb to the slaughter. He didn't cry out when all this injustice was happening to him. But it's not like that's the end of the story. He was raised from the dead. Um, he is the righteous Lord. Every knee will bow. Every tongue confess that that He is Lord, and He's going to do away with sin and injustice and sorrow. Right? Those things are wrong, and they're going to be gone. Um, so it's good to hate evil and to cry out against it. Uh, second thing to notice is that we ought to cry out in trust to God. Um, because even though the psalmist is speaking these, these harsh things to God um, against his enemies, he speaks them to God. It's not like he takes matters into his own hands, right? So even though he's saying, like, may this guy's children be fatherless and his wife a widow, he's not actually going out and killing this guy so that his kids are fatherless and his wife is a widow, right? He's, he's pouring out his heart to God. Um, so I, I think of Psalm 62. It says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is our refuge, is a refuge for us. Um, so I think the application is that we have to pour out our hearts to God um, in the big things and the small things. And um, God will hear. We're, we shouldn't take vengeance ourselves, um, but we should trust him to take vengeance in his own ways and his own timing. Um, and then the last part, so verses 20 through, through 31. Um, here the psalmist asks for deliverance because of God's steadfast love. Verse 21 says, deal on my behalf for your name's sake. Um, I, yes, I desire comfort. I, I desire comfort like quickly. I desire vindication. I desire deliverance. Uh, but more important than all these things is God receiving glory. Is God receiving? Um, is God being known truly? Um, and and for the great God that He is, uh, it's important for us to to remember that we're in a world full of sinners, um, a world full of people who are going headlong towards death. And you know, it's more important than my comfort that they be reconciled um, to God, that they know Him and they're saved from death. And um, so I remember. I also remember the Lord Jesus. Verse 25 in the psalm says, I am an object of scorn to my accusers. When they see me, they whack their heads. And so we read in, in his uh, experience of being crucified in Matthew 27. It says in verse 39, And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. And so, I mean, 
as he was dying, people high in society and low in society, everyone was mocking him. And Jesus just took it. You know, he just endured it. Um, I think my reaction when I'm slighted and disrespected is to quickly, like, defend myself. But Jesus doesn't. Um, and he did it so that we could, we could know God. We could be his children um, through faith in, in him. And uh, the Lord is our teacher. He's the one that we should fix our eyes on um, and follow in his footsteps, derive hope and strength. So, yeah, remember when you're experiencing difficulties like we all do, um, live for God's glory. Um, and it might be an occasion to, to glorify the Lord. Um, it's, it's like the woman from uh, the sermon this past Sunday who just wanted to be healed and, and slip away, right? But God had something better for her than that. Um, so yeah, be encouraged uh, when you're facing injustice. Remember to cry out, to pour out to the Lord, trust in him. And uh, with that, let's, let's enter into some, some prayer. Hey, Brian. Adam.